We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get into some mailbag questions. Sean should be back in just a moment here. Brandon Plensner had a lot of questions to start, so I'm going to get through all of these as quick as we can. So Keith Wiegand, first question on the day, said, who is the next 2024 commits? Uh, Keith, you know I can't tell you that, man. No, I can't tell you that. I mean, partly joking, but actually not fully joking, right? But I'll say this. As far as who's Notre Dame in a good spot with, because let, let, let's think about this realistically. If you would have asked me about three weeks ago, who's the next Notre Dame commit? It definitely would have been the offensive lineman that we just got, right? Like it would not have been. I'm, I'm actually trying to rethink this for a second. Cause like three weeks ago, if you would have asked me who's the next guy to commit, I probably would have said like Kennedy Urlacher or somebody like that. I definitely would not have said Anthony Knapp though. Like that would not have been a guy that would have been at the top of my mind. If you're asking me who is Notre Dame in the best chance with and the timelines kind of match up to being potentially the next guy off the board, I would say for me, Kennedy Urlacher out of Arizona safety is going to be coming to campus this weekend. I mean, um, this month, I think Notre Dame's in a really good uh, place with Kennedy. It would, would it shock me that if he ended up committing to Notre Dame somewhere in the near future? No, it wouldn't. He is not committed right now, though, so do not mix, mix my words up here. But I think they're in a good spot with Kennedy or Lacker. I think for me, it's probably the most realistic as of right now. I would say linebacker, like, you know, it's a Cole Sullivan make a decision sometime in the near future. I think Notre Dame's in a pretty good spot with Cole. Is Bodie Cahoon make a decision sometime in the near future? Like, I wouldn't be shocked by either one of those guys. Defensive line wise, you know, do the Smith twins make a decision sometime over the next few weeks? Like if they do, I feel good about Notre Dame's chances in that one. Bryce Young is another one that I feel good about Notre Dame's chances with. That's on the defensive side of the ball. Offensive side, I think we're probably still into June until there's a couple more offensive players that start popping a little bit. You know, I think that, yeah, because I know that Jane Riddell is a guy that, you know, Notre Dame is going to be in it to the end with Alabama, but June 1st is the very, you know, the top time, the first time that he could even, you know, decide on making a decision. 
That's just kind of from the family's perspective, right? Wide receiver, I think you still want to get guys like Josiah Brown and some others on campus and see what those situations look like. But I think defensive side of the ball is the one that I'd look at and say a couple linebackers potentially, Cole Sullivan, maybe Bodie Cahoon. Like you're in a good spot with both of those guys. Safety, Kennedy Urlacher, Bryce Young, or the Smith Twins. Like I think that you're in a good spot with all those guys. You can convince me that any of those guys are the next one. But again, for a couple of those guys, especially. Notre Dame does have to close strong. Like it, it's a situation where Cole Sullivan, like, I don't know, man, like he's, I think Notre Dame's in a good spot, but you could tell me that Cole Sullivan ends up at Penn state. And I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Or you tell me he goes up at Michigan. I'd be like, okay. Like I could see that happening. You know, like, I don't feel great about that. I mean, let, let me rephrase. Cause that makes it sound like super negative. I'm just not like, hundred percent on that one. If that makes sense. Right. Like I'm not going to just, I'm just not going to predict it where we are today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brandon Plensner says, Mailbag, if you could choose a five to six man 2024 defensive line class, what four to five guys would you pick to go along with Owen Wafel? Oh, Brandon, that's a, such a tough one, man, because the thing about Notre Dame's board is, although you some people might not like the way it's shaping out, there is a lot of talent on it. Like, there really is. If I if you ask me four to five man to go along with Wafel, I'm going to keep it somewhat realistic, right? Like, I'm not just going to say a bunch of guys that I just don't think Notre Dame has a chance with. But for guys that Notre Dame is in a decent decent place with right now that could be legitimate targets with them, for them, I would say Bryce Young, Justin Scott, the Smith Twins, I would be perfectly fine with. I know some people aren't, but I, I personally would. And then another defensive lineman that I would take in that situation if I could get that six is I would 100% take Malachi Williams. I would. Like that would be my guy that I could be okay with Logan Thomas as well. But if you told me I got Justin Scott and Malachi Williams in the same class, I would be very ecstatic. And then you say like Smith Twins, Owen Wafel, 
Bryce Young, like, cool, man. That's a fantastic six-man class. Ultimately, I think it's going to be five. But if you got the six and that was your your that was your defensive line class, like, yeah. I mean, there's some there's some people that you know you just kind of look at, man, and you just maybe you're not super pumped up about it. But I mean, I th- I I would be very happy with that class potentially, you know, because I think that Malachi Williams is a stud, man. He is. If you got Malachi Williams and Justice Scott in the same class. I'd be pretty happy. I'd be pretty happy. We'll leave it at that, though. I'd be super, super pumped about that class. And I also, we're going to talk about this in a couple minutes. Somebody had a question about it. I'm a lot higher on Jacob Smith than I think some people on this channel. A lot higher. Jared, I have some questions with. And again, I'll get a little more in-depth on this. But I think Jacob's a legit top 150 kid. I do. I do. Jared, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that, though. But yeah, my perspective on that, though. Sean, we had a question from Stephen Goodson who said, hello, did you see CJ Carr's arm in Tennessee last week? Wow, excited. Hope he sticks us with us the whole way. Sean, I, I mean, I would say this, man. If I, I, I think that CJ Carr is going to stick with Notre Dame the whole way, but if Notre Dame does land him, yes, Notre Dame fans should be very excited. They should be very, very excited. <laughs> Remember, people, we were doing these shows in the middle of last season and people started to jump off the ship. You know, especially after that state playoff game. Oh man, you remember that? It was like the third game of the season, too, Sean. Where he or the first game of the season, he threw like two interceptions, and people are like, "Oh, is, is CJ actually that good?" It's like, right. yeah, yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> no offense, man, but we do this as fans, and I do this too sometimes. I'm not going to say that I'm not. I'm free of this, right? But we hyper focus on the negative, and then we we it just. Sean, I remember, this is a perfect this is a perfect situation. Ready? I'm gonna give you I give you one that legitimately happens. Okay. You remember what Owen Wafel signed uh, committed to Notre Dame, right? I do. I wasn't a super high on Owen at that point. I know a lot of people weren't, right? <laughs> and people voiced that. I will say this: after his junior year, I'm pretty dang high on Owen Wafel, man. Like he's a really good football player, right? Yeah. I remember a few months ago though. He visited Oklahoma with his teammates. That was literally side with with uh, with um, with Oklahoma in twenty twenty three class. Their offensive tackle, and people lost their minds. Sean, the same fan base that didn't like Owen Wafel's commitment at all, were now like, "Oh, now we're gonna lose Owen Wafel." Like, come on, man! <laughs> come on, man! That's how it I, goes, right? It's it's frustrating. That part of that part of this game is very frustrating to me, man. Like. Very frustrating. I just want consistency, man. I just want consistency. That's all. It's a darn good kid, boy. Yeah, man. He had a really, really good junior year, Owen. Yeah. Really good junior year. So I thought he took his game to a much higher level, which was great Agreed. to see. Let's now go to this one, Sean, from Brandon Plensner. We're going to space his out a little bit because Brandon – Brandon even joked about it in the in the uh, in the chat. Sean, he was like, I, I pulled a John A one today and just flooded the flooded the place with questions, which is awesome. I love when I love when John does that. Like you can always expect John to have like seventeen questions in, which is in absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Brandon said, I know it's early, but what twenty twenty five quarterback would you like to see Notre Dame realistically land? I'm pretty sold on Deuce Knight already. I am too, Sean. Like I would be happy. I mean, I'd be ecstatic if they get Bryce Underwood. Don't think it's yeah. very likely. Right. I would be ha- very happy if they got George McIntyre. Be very happy. Yeah. But I think Deuce Knight's my guy, man. I think he's my guy. 
Yeah, they might run Harbaugh out of Michigan if he <laughs> if he loses three straight quarterbacks in the state of Michigan. And we've talked about that before, man. But can you? I don't know what they're what they're doing up in Michigan, man. But you had Dante Moore, C.J. Carr, Bryce Underwood in three straight cycles. That's wild, man. That's some crazy talent coming out of Michigan at quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm sold on them as well. Yep. You know, I'm interested in McIntyre, man. A really good quarterback, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would take Deuce. Deuce, Deuce would probably be my again. Like this is just me. This isn't Notre Dame. We know Notre Dame's high on Deuce Knight, but I'm not saying that Notre Dame was just like focusing on Deuce Knight. Like that's not what I'm saying. But I think Deuce Knight would be my guy. I think yeah. he would be. I I really love that kid's film, man. Such yeah. a good player. Such a good talent. Let's go to this one real quick. Keith Wiegand asks, I think someone asked this in the chat, but just want to knock this one out. He said, is Deuce Knight a southpaw? Yes, he is a lefty. He is absolutely le- a lefty. Let's go now to Keith Wiegand also asked this one, Sean. He said, Ryan, what's your thoughts on the Lynch kid offensive tackle from New Jersey? So that's Aiden Lynch. If anybody's on the message board, we kind of put a note at the end that Notre Dame was taking a look at this kid named Aiden Lynch, who was an offensive tackle here in New Jersey, 6'7", 280-plus pounds. Keith, I don't, honestly, I don't have a full opinion on him yet. I've only watched his highlights. I haven't really got a chance to talk to him yet. Like that's got, We just know Notre Dame is at least looking at him, right? So like whether that is a offer, whether that is pushing, I don't know exactly what it ends up being. I know Georgia's offered, and back to yeah. the Georgia joke, right, Sean? But like Georgia's offered Aiden Lynch as well. Penn State's offered him. He's a big kid, pretty strong. I just I need to watch more, so I don't have like in depth analysis on Aiden, Aiden Lynch right now. But uh, other than he's six seven, two hundred eighty plus pounds playing in yeah. New Jersey, so yep. he reports like an eighty two inch wingspan as well. So that's nice. Here we go to this next one, Sean from Brandon Plensner, who said, "How would you project the 2024 linebacker and wide receiver classes shaking out versus the guys you hope Notre Dame lands at the respective positions?" Uh, Brandon's trying to get us in trouble, Sean. He's trying to get us in trouble here. I think he's trying to get us Probably. in trouble a little bit. All right, you want to go wire? Uh, let's go linebacker first, I guess. Right. So, Sean, let's let's say there's a three man class. Who would you be your ideal three man class at linebacker? Other than <laughs> the California kid himself. Oh, I mean, you can include him, man. Kingston's, Kingston's a realistic. Kingston, Kingston, Cole Sullivan. Ship has probably sailed. But I would have loved to get the kid. Um, oh, you know, the Texas kid, Peyton Pierce. Peyton Pierce, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Would love that, but ship sailed, it seems like. Yeah, I think so too, man. You know, you know, a three man class that I would love, Sean, because two of ours are the same. I would love Kingston Viamu Asa out of St. John Bosco. I would love him. Yeah. I would actually really like Chris Cole out of Salem High School in Virginia. I would love okay. Chris Cole and then Cole Sullivan out okay. of out of Pittsburgh. That would be my okay. three man, man. I would be like, yep. Okay. I, I can I can get some stuff done with that, man. I can get yeah. some stuff done with that. Yeah. But I mean, what is it going to look like, though, Brandon? I mean, Look, I think Cole Sullivan is a guy that Notre Dame is going to go after. Kingston is obviously a top priority for Notre Dame. I think that third potential guy is – I think they would love to get back in with Peyton Pierce. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I just – Bradley Shaw is a kid to quietly watch out for. Again, I wouldn't predict it necessarily. The Hoover kid out of Alabama, but keep an eye on him. And then Bodie Cahoon's a kid that, that we know Notre Dame's looking at. We know that. So, 
But that three-man class that I mentioned, I think, is pretty good, man. Pretty good. And no Archer. I don't want to hear anything about Ohio State right now, man. We're moving past it. Sean, why receivers? Let's say we're going to a basically between three to four pass catchers in the class. We already have one, obviously, in Cam Williams. Ideally for me, I mean, look, I think the ship has probably sailed, or if it hasn't sailed, it's going to sell very quickly over the next few weeks with Ryan Wingo. But I would have loved Ryan Wingo, but I'm going to keep him out of this conversation. Josiah Brown would be one for me that I would absolutely take out of New York. He is a speedster to go with Cam Williams. And then after that, I'd probably go Jason Robinson. Like Jason Robinson out out of Cali would be a guy that I would absolutely love in this class. Jason gives you that inside slot type that can really run great routes, can also play a little bit outside, but he's a little bit smaller. Then you got a guy like a Josiah Brown who can take the top off the defense. And then you got Cam Williams, who's a legit top 50 kid that can do a little bit of everything, right? Like he yep. can do everything. Yep. Um, what, what would your class look like, Sean? Same three. Really? You know, I've, I've been a Robinson fan for a long time, right? Yep. yep. And then, yeah, Josiah Brown just, we went through his film a couple of weeks ago. I was like, yo, his speed is like, just game changing. It's game changing. So can you imagine him and Cam on the field at the same time? Yes. It would be it would be pretty good, man. Cause I mean Josiah would be one of the fastest kids on the team the minute he set foot on campus, man. I mean, his yeah. his his 55 meter time is very comparable with Chris Tyree, who we know is like legit four three athlete at the running back position. So Josiah Brown's legit like Four four flatter better type of athlete like he's one of those dudes you know yeah. so yeah man that that would be a priority I actually talked to him yesterday just like quick update on Josiah Brown just hasn't finalized any more visits he's in the midst of track season right now so but he'll be making some visits this spring and summer there's no doubt we had this question Sean want to bang this one out real quick from. Called me, Ty said, any update on Kedron Young getting to campus? Of course, that's 2024 running back Kedron Young out of Lufkin, Texas. Uh, last time I talked to someone close to him, call me, Ty, they hadn't had anything set up. Really, the visits that I've seen of him so far are just really local stuff. Like, I mean, he visited like Texas Tech and like some yeah. of the other Texas schools. So hopefully Notre Dame gets him up for a visit. It seems like him and Anthony Carey are kind of the, the two key running back targets outside of obviously having Aeneas Williams committed in the class. So Hopefully they'll be able to get him on campus, but I don't I don't have any update for you as far as him getting to South Bend yet. Don't have any update. Yep. We're not going to get into this conversation here. <laughs> we are we also got Keith Wiegand asked Sean that why is Notre Dame not pushing for Caleb Brewer? We've talked about that one already. It's just they don't view him as an offensive tackle, is basically where we're at with that one. So yeah. Sean, we did have one for you down here that I'm going to get. Uh, actually, let's go to this one. Let's go to this one. It's a little bit of a different type of question. We have Rob Tidoff says, Ryan and Sean, who wins tonight, San Diego State or UConn? I think UConn by 15. Sean, what do you think? I don't know the number, but I think UConn wins. UConn I think wins. UConn wins too. I think yeah. they win too. You know, first team to 70. Yep. First team to 70 wins. I just, you know. I respect San Diego State. I just think their advantage is their physicality and size, and that that's not an advantage tonight. Yep. So what do they do now? It's been, it's been a great story too, hasn't it? It's been a, a tremendous story as far as the assistant. He was so he was the assistant coach under um, what's Coach it, Fisher. 
Coach Fisher, yeah, for yeah. like 26 years, right? And I know he's going been back, with- going back to Michigan in the five five. It's awesome, man. Yeah, he yeah. recruited those guys. Yeah, and he uh, so 26 years. I know he's in what his fourth or fifth year now as the head coach of San Diego State. Yeah, but it's a great story, man. Great story. Yeah. But ultimately, I think as well. I think that it's UConn tonight, man. They're just. I watched them the other night, Sean, against um, who they just play. I, I keep blanking right now. My mind is not working. They just play UConn. Play Miami. Miami, yeah. yeah. Miami is a pretty good team, man. But they Miami's just handled a really good Miami. Yeah. They handled that, man. Yeah. There was one point where Miami got down to like eight. I think it was like fifty-three, forty-five, or something like that. And then UConn was just like, "Nope, close the door, man. Shut the yeah. door." Just like, all right, yeah. they're pretty they good, have, man. They have too many counter punches. Yes, as yes. a team, too yep. many counter punches. Man, this is how out of touch I am with college basketball, Sean. I had no, I had no idea that Hurley was their coach at UConn. At, uh, UConn. I had no yeah. idea he was the coach. No idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. I thought the should have been Florida Atlantic, Connecticut. Yeah. I thought Florida Atlantic outplayed San Diego. Oh State. yeah, man. They couldn't San, rebound the ball the last four, three minutes. It was just San Diego State with that buzzer beater, though, man. That was man. nice. It's a nice ending. Man, I really, yeah, it's, it's, I'll say this, Sean, it's been very unpredictable March Madness, but it's been very entertaining March Madness as well. Yeah. Very entertaining, man. A lot of good yeah. games, a lot of underdogs. It's, it's been really interesting. It's super interesting. We had, here's one specifically for you, Sean. Braden Plensner asked, Sean, what are your thoughts on 2025 Illinois defensive tackle Jalen Williams? I think Notre Dame should have offered a pot of gold. He's six foot six, two hundred seventy pound dude. Really like his film. I do too. He'll end up in Illinois. <laughs> I agree. See, this Chicago thing is working well for me right now. It's working well. Like Notre Dame, come get the top guys, and then the guys you don't want, just you know, let Brett Bielema have his way. I like it. I like it. I love it. I love it. You, I agree you, with you. You're not wrong, Sean. Because I mean, honestly. Illinois can take some of the scraps from 2025, and it's like that's a bag of football that's players, a bag man. Of football players, yes, sir. Because <laughs> they're not all going to get out of Illinois, right? They're not all going to yeah. get out. So, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, that kid. There's another kid, another defensive lineman that's talented for Illinois in 2025 that Notre Dame hasn't offered as well. It's a pretty good football player. Yeah. I know they haven't offered Epinesa, who's also a really good player out of the state of Illinois. A lot of talent in Illinois, man. I mean, Christopher yes, Burgess. Sir. Yes, sir. We talk, we talk about Nathaniel Marshall on this show, Taylor yep. Taylor. Some really good talent in Illinois. We had this question now from John Leahy. Just said, who are Notre Dame pushing for at wide receiver? So, John, it, it's still a pretty open board. I will say this, Sean. Like, guys that I think Notre Dame is prioritizing, in my opinion. We had a little bit of a note here on the message board. And again, if you're not signed up at boardsidersweekend.com, you should, because we 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 also put a little bit of a note at the end of the intel from this past weekend. Isaiah Canyon, who's a Georgia wide receiver, 2024, is a guy that Notre Dame loves. 6'3, verified, 200 pounds, 451, verified 40 yard dash. He's a player that Notre Dame really likes. Likes him a ton. They have Cam Williams, obviously, in the class. Jason Robinson is another player that they like very much. We had another question about this a little bit later, but Notre Dame has kind of moved on from Jeremiah McClellan in this class. So Jeremiah McClellan and Quasi Gilmer are both off the boards for different reasons. Micah Gilbert, Josiah Brown, 
and Brito Richardson. Brito Richardson's out of Carroll Day High School in in uh, Florida. And then Micah Gilbert, who's the younger brother of Mark Gilbert that played cornerback out of Duke, is a player that they're trying to get on campus sometime over the next month or so. So the the I think the priorities have kind of shifted to with Cam Williams, who they're obviously very high on, Isaiah Canyon, Jason Robinson, Micah Gilbert, Josiah Brown, Brito Richardson. That's kind of like the priorities on the list where we are right now. What, Sean, I mean, look, if you get a Cam Williams and then Jason Robinson or someone else and then Isaiah Canyon is your third to fourth receiver and he's kind of your height, weight, speed, developmental guy, I'm good with that, man. I'm good with that. Like he's he's got some talent to him. Just doesn't play wide receiver very much, man. Yeah. But shall see. Yes, and Brandon just said Jason Dow. Yep, that was the kid from Illinois. I was trying to think of was the defensive lineman Jason Dow. Who I doubt ends up in Illinois. Who I doubt ends up in Illinois. But we'll see. This question, Sean, was from Brandon Plesner, who just said, were, were you surprised that Jason Jason Robinson's brother, 2025 wide receiver Jaden Robinson, didn't receive a Notre Dame offer on Pot of Gold? I understand he may be a bit undersized currently, but the kid can ball. I, I mean, surprise, Brandon. I wouldn't say surprised, because, I mean, like this is this is my perspective on it, is that you do kind of want to see how he physically develops a little bit, you know, and yeah. that 2025 board is, is also very deep at wide receiver. I don't know if there's a guy at the top that I would say is like a star star, like a top 10, 15 type of dude in the class, but there's a lot of talented receivers. So I'm not surprised. I just think that it's, you know, we'll see obviously as it keeps developing. I will say this though. Jaden is very good. I mean, there was times this year. I know Jason was limited to only eight games as a junior, I think with a little bit of an injury, but Jaden was their best receiver sometimes as a sophomore, Sean. Like, he's very good. Obviously, we're talking about Jason and Jaden Robinson out of Long Beach Poly out in California. So, mm-hmm. once they surprise, I would just say, just is what it is right now. Sure. Yeah. Sean, it's an interesting question. Though. Yeah. Here's an interesting question I'll let you get the first crack at, Sean. Uh, Archer452 said, is this year the strongest that the four Midwestern powers have been in recent history? There is a very realistic possibility that Notre Dame, Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State each win 10 games. Recent history, probably, right? Yeah, because Michigan has been up and down in recent history. Penn State's been up and down for obvious reasons, dating back to their former coach, former head coach. And then Notre Dame has been solid under Brian Kelly, and Ohio State has been a cream of the crop, so. It's it's good to see though, man. A little bit of counterbalancing with the SEC though. I mean, the SEC has been you know top dog over the last few years, right? But yeah. getting some of these Midwest powers back into their to their peak, I mean, would be a great move. I mean, honestly, like I want Ohio State to be good. I want Michigan to be good, and yeah. obviously, I want Notre Dame to be good. Like I think that makes college football a lot better in my a opinion. lot better. Yep, yep. All right, we already answered a little bit of this question. Yeah, actually, we answered that question fully. We had this question, Sean, as well from – if this would pop up, that'd be great. There we go. Call me, Ty said, do they have a legit shot at George McIntyre or Cutter Bowley? I would say – I mean, Cutter Bowley, yes. He's been on campus multiple times. Do they have a legitimate chance if they push for him? George McIntyre, I, I think they probably will. But, again, like they need to get McIntyre on campus and such if they want to make a legitimate push. And, yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, some school is probably going to connect a job with his dad, you know, 
you know, the politics of that whole thing. Is it his dad's at what Florida International or Florida Atlantic right now? Right, one of those, I think. I think so. Yeah. My, my, for people that don't know, George McIntyre is the son of Mike McIntyre, who was the Colorado head coach a few years ago. Just yeah. For, yeah. We had also. All right, Sean, we were waiting for this conversation, so let's have it. Joe Medina said, in your respective opinions, which Smith twin, and that is Jacob and Jared Smith, is the better talent, and which twin is the higher ceiling? So Jacob Smith is the Viper type. He's 6'4", 227 <coughs> pounds. Mm-hmm. Jared Smith is the strong side end interior potential player down the road. He is 6'2 and a half, 6'3", 250 pounds right now. Yeah. My perspective, Sean, I would love to hear if you agree, disagree, whatever. So I think Jacob is the more talented and has the higher upside, in my opinion. I think that, for me, I think Jacob Smith is a top 150 type of football player. I think he's a Viper type. I think he's twitchy. I think he's pretty explosive. I like a lot of what I see from Jacob Smith. Jared Smith, I still think, is a top 250 kid. When yeah. I have some questions about his body, right? Like, I don't know if he's going to be a pull-in-time interior player. I don't know if he's twitchy enough to play on the edge full-time. Every down, he has a really good technician, though, and he plays very hard, right? And he's yeah. slippery. He's a really slippery player. So if his body develops, I think he ends up being a, a real good football player on the next level. I just have questions. I've seen, you know, I've seen just pictures of him and stuff. Like, I don't know how he's quite going to develop for me. So I think he might be in that weird little window of like, you're a tweener, right? Like, you're not really yeah. a strong side end. You're not really a three tech. Like, you're just kind of a moving chess piece. And sometimes that's great. Yeah. But sometimes that also means that you just don't really have a home, right? right? And that's kind of where I am with Jared Smith. So I think Jacob is the twitchier, more athletic, and higher upside player. That's just my yeah. perspective, though. I agree. I agree with your assessment. But I think if his body type can put on 20 to 30 pounds, he can be effective. And I saw some people yeah. like mention that he's similar to the Adam Miola twins. Um, it's kind of reverse, in my opinion. But yeah. I think Jacob his upside on the outside as a pass rusher is, you know, I think it's pretty tremendous. I think so, man. I, I really, I really like Jacob. I, again, yeah. I know, I know some people don't love him as much and you know, that's fine. Like, you know, we have a difference of opinion there, but I, I really like Jacob. I think he, I think unfortunately for me, I think that some people just kind of aren't big fans of Jared, for instance. And it's just like, you know, they just kind of associate them together and they can't really separate them. But like if yeah. Jared Smith comes to Notre Dame, I'll be very excited about Jared Smith coming to Notre Dame. Yeah. I, I mean, um, Jacob Smith going to, to Notre Dame, excuse me. I'll be excited about J- Jared as well. I just, I think Jacob has more upside. It's just yeah. kind of what I'm looking at, man. And I think that he has just more twitch, a little more athleticism. Like there's just a clearer vision, I think, for him, which is why I like him. So let's go now, Sean. This one is an interesting question that I had starred. Where did it go? Sean, we're having this conversation again, man. From Noop Life 7 he said, how much better is J.D. Bertrand than Joe Schmidt? Your, your thoughts, Sean? Uh, he's been a lot, more, a lot more healthier. So I think it's apples to oranges. I think Joe Schmidt, prior to the injury, was very productive. Yeah, very productive, very solid player. Post injury, eh, not so much. You know, yep. JD Bertrand. You know, I think we've seen what we're going to see from him athletically. Now he just needs to be who he is consistently. Like if you yep. can't be who you are consistently, 
then you know having you out there just because you know all the calls and the plays that's that's not doing anything if not able to make the plays. Yes, I, I think that's a good call. I mean, I, look, I know we like to bag on JD. I think J. I mean, especially the last time we saw Joe Schmidt. I mean, his last season when he was coming oh. off the injury, man. He was bad. Let's just call it what it was, right? Joe yeah. Schmidt before the injury, though, I think was a very solid football player. Yeah. Not, not, a, yeah. not a stud or anything, just a very no. solid player. Yeah. JD's definitely a better player than the last time we saw Joe Schmidt. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about that. And I think he was better than the year before that as well. I just think that you – people have a bad opinion of him because they also saw the worst of Joe next to Jalen Smith, right, where you're just like, wow, that's a humongous difference, isn't that? Well, like, yes, of course. Of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. 2025. I can't believe we're already on 2025 here, Sean, but here we go, man. Brandon Pleasant said, early on, who are your favorite top two 2025 running backs and tight end targets that you like the most for Notre Dame? Brandon, for me, the two running backs I like the most are Osmane Chroma, who is out of Georgia. He's like a 5'10", 210, 215-pound running back. He's a bowling ball, man. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of Keedron Young in him. Who's, but who's my favorite running back in the class, Sean? I'm about to show you all, man. I'm about to show you guys who my favorite running back in the class is right now, early on. Again, not saying he is the best player in the class. But what I'm telling you right now is that my guy, Anthony Rogers, who is a running back out of um, out of the state of Virginia, excuse me. Is, is that where he is? Wait, excuse me one second. Anthony Rogers, I feel like that is wrong. I want to get this up before I start talking. Alabama, I'm sorry. He's out of Alabama. So you probably won't get Anthony Rogers, right? Sean, my guy's nickname is Turbo, for one, and he's very <laughs> fast. But I want you to take a look at a couple of these highlights here, Sean, because it's not just speed, man. It's not just speed. There are some legit contact balance and physicality, despite being 5'8", 185, 190 pounds, man. Look at yeah. this run. Look at that run, man. He's out. And his nickname's Turbo. How fantastic is that? His nickname's Turbo, man. He is lightning in a bottle. This is Chris Tyree in a more physical package, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not quite as fast as Chris, because Chris is, you know, 4-3 fast. Maybe this kid's only 4-4 fast. Only 4-4 fast, right? But this kid's lightning in a bottle, man. I love Anthony Rogers. Again, he's an Alabama kid, so, you know, how much of a chance you're going to have there, I have no idea. But kid is lightning in a bottle yeah i would agree with him i mean my tight ends would probably be right now based on the offers like g flanagan i like flanagan man james flanagan yeah i do yeah james flanagan's a, a really good football player he's out of Wisconsin, uh, green bay wisconsin he's the son of jim flanagan obviously notre dame legacy that's a good one sean uh, tight end as well outside of flanagan Talking about Ryan Gee a little bit. Yeah. There's there's a lot of talented kids, man. I mean, the Elias Williams kid is a really talented kid that they offered. He's a basketball player. Ethan Barbour is a good football player. He's out of Georgia, 6'3, 215 pounds. Nate Roberts is a pretty good player out of Oklahoma. CJ Nixon's another guy that plays a lot of basketball. Notre Dame's got another talented tight end board, man. Shocker. Notre Dame's looking at some good tight ends. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? What's up, Ladarius? Going to go now to Archer's question, Sean. 
Notre Dame currently sits at nine commits in the 2024 class. How many are in the class before the next dead period, end of June? That's a great question. So we're predicting how many guys will be in the class. How many more guys, I guess, adding to this board? End of June? End of June, yeah. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say Notre Dame has 12 kids in the class at that point. 12 or 13. That's what I'm going to say. Sounds about right. Yeah. I think over the next month and a half, you're talking about three to four commits. Sounds right-ish, maybe. I mean, look, I, Sean, I was talking about this, I think, when you had to step out for a second. But, like, if Notre Dame, Notre Dame feels good about – if you're Notre Dame, you feel pretty good about Kennedy Urlacher potentially, you know, maybe landing him coming this month. One of the, One or two of the linebackers, I think, could come off the board potentially. The Smith twins, if they come off. So maybe I'm lowballing it, man. Maybe we're talking about five. I don't know. I was saying I, I like that 13 number. Like 13? It's unlucky. Yeah. I don't know if I want to sit on 13. Maybe I should go up to 14. Arch, Arch, Arch is telling me to name the guys that I, I already. Arch, I already named some no, of the guys I think they're going to be in position did. with. Yeah, man. we've been doing that the whole hour. <laughs> I know. Seriously, man, I have a name in a bunch of 2024 kids I feel Notre Dame's in a pretty good spot with, man. Pretty good about it. All right, and then we had this question was from Brandon Plensner. said, what's Notre Dame's standings with Styles Prescott? He planning a spring visit. Not that we've heard yet, Brandon, but, yeah. you know, we'll keep we'll keep you guys updated. I have mixed feelings on Styles Prescott, which is funny, Sean, because we actually had a follow-up. Keith Wiegand asked, what are your thoughts? On Styles Prescott was actually his question right after Brandon's question. I like Styles. I just don't know if he would be a guy I would push for personally. I think Notre Dame likes him though. I think he definitely like him. I just nothing about him really pops to me personally. Like he's a solid athlete. He's got solid. I mean, good size, good yeah. length. But like, I don't know. He just doesn't pop to me, man. Just doesn't pop to me enough. I should just say there's other guys that I think. There's other guys that I think I would prioritize. Other pri- prioritize a little bit higher than Styles Prescott, but that's not to say Notre Dame, Notre Dame will or won't. Bang this one out real quick. We had Mike Reddy who said, "Is Jason Mitchell? That's the defensive back out of St. John Bosco. He's a transfer mm-hmm. over there this offseason. He's still planning a visit on visiting in the spring. Are there any other notable 2024 recruits who are definitely visiting but haven't set up a date yet, Mike?" Uh, Jason was planning on it, but I, I just don't know if he's going to or not. Like, honestly, like he was like very vague with wanting to visit Notre Dame. But, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he does, but I, I don't think it's going to be big for Notre Dame either way. I just don't know if that, if that one makes sense. So, like, I don't know. It's kind of the short of that one. Other guys that are setting up visits, like trying to set up visits. We've mentioned a lot of these types of names, but, like, I th- I think – Malik Gil, uh, Micah Gilbert, excuse me, is a kid out of North Carolina that has talked about setting up a visit. Josiah Brown has talked about trying to get back up to Notre Dame for a visit. Gerby Lambert's a kid that is now visiting Notre Dame for the Blue and Gold game. He's a guy that's been we've been talking about, pre- uh, been asked about pretty regularly. Malachi Williams is on the visitor list. He's coming up to Notre Dame as well. So yeah, I mean, there's a few, but you know, most of the guys are starting to figure that stuff out. I think the big thing is that Kingston Viamo Asa is talking about taking a visit in, in April, and yeah. that'll be big to get him on campus for sure. I mean, but otherwise, again, like, you know, ask specifically, and we'll be able to kind of fill you in with anybody that you're really 
really curious about. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Next question is from, from Robert Bishop Sean just says, Do you think they would they would or will take as many wide receiver recruits in the next class? So they took four last year, Sean. I think three to four is probably the number. So as much, possibly more. No, they won't yeah. take more, I don't think. Yeah. It's going to be a smaller class, man. Brian reported that he thinks it's going to be between 20 and 22. <clears throat> like, it's going to be a smaller class of 2024, I think. Yeah. Call Me Ty had a little bit of a over-under, Sean. He said over-under new commits by the end of April, 2024 and 2025 combined. So we have to set an over-under here. How about this? I'll set the over-under. You tell me if you're taking the over or the under. Let's do it that way. Okay, by the end of April? By the end of April. I'll set the over at two and a half. Under? Think it's under? Yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I think they get one blue and gold weekend and one more. Yeah. Yeah. They had another. Uh, yeah. I, I. Man, I might actually go over, Sean. I don't know. No one's close. No one's close. You can convince me either way on that one. I think June's going to be the big one, though, where a lot of guys are going to yeah, pop personally. At least, pu- at least publicly pop, right? Like right. That's going to be the one. So maybe you'll get some nice gifts from us in the uh, on the message board between now and then. I don't know. We'll see. Tyler Smith's question. How are we feeling about Anelu Lafayella? And why aren't we looking at Preston Tuamua, couple Hawaii boys? I don't know anything about Preston, Tyler, because he's not on Notre Dame's board. He's not been a guy that I've ever been, you know, kind of tipped off on. I, I don't know anything about him, to be honest. Yeah. Anelu is visiting in June for an official visit. We believe that Notre Dame and Wisconsin are the top two suitors for him right now. I think the question is, what does the defensive line board look like for Notre Dame at that point when he takes the official visit, right? I think that that's kind of the big conversation piece. I think that he is a good football player, though. I like Anelu. And could he end up in Notre Dame? Possible, but it really depends on what that board looks like when he takes his official, in my opinion. That does depend. Notre Dame-Wisconsin. Funny story about him, Sean. He's out of St. Louis. So two of his idols, right, are two. one kid that you know very well, Jordan Batelho, who also went to St. Louis. He was a freshman when Jordan was a senior or an eighth grader. I forget what it was. But so anyway, so Jordan Batelho and then the other edge rusher on that team that was in the same class was was um, the kid that is coming uh, – Nick Herbig that came, is coming out of Wisconsin in the draft this year. So. Yeah. It's funny now that he's kind of decided between Notre Dame and Wisconsin. It's just kind of a funny little parallel there. 
We answered this one already a little bit early, but John Leahy said, has Notre Dame moved on from Jeremiah McClellan? Yes, John, it appears so. They've kind of, yes, they are moving on from there. And it's nothing negative. Like, it's not grades or anything. It's just, you know, I just think Jeremiah likes other places a little bit more, and Notre Dame's not going to put all the effort into a guy that maybe just doesn't want to be at Notre Dame. So it's kind of where we are with that one. We had Marky Stewart shown and said, is Notre Dame ever going to put an explosive player at as punt returner? Is there any plan to address this in recruiting? I think, I honestly, I think they've had plenty of explosive people. CJ Sanders was pretty dang good as a punt returner, man. I mean, I just don't know if the coaching has been, you know, they had a really good punt return game last year. They just didn't have the explosive guy back there. Yep. But Brandon did a, a pretty good – he did a good, solid job returning punts. He he quietly was very solid, man. Yeah, yeah. Very solid. It yeah. was like 10 – I was almost 10 yards of punt return, which was like astronomical for Notre Dame. <laughs> like, man. It's like, wow, we haven't seen that in a couple of years. Was last <laughs> time you saw that, double digits? Yeah. Probably C.J. Sanders, I guess, right? I yeah, mean, he's probably the last right. one. Yeah. I think that they have an opportunity to get some guys back there this year, Sean. Like, I mean, Jeremiah Love would be a guy that I would put back there potentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like. Brian Payne, yeah. I think he's going to return kicks. Yeah. From what we saw Saturday. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see what the kick return looks like after Darian Price is back healthy and when Jeremiah Love gets on campus. I would really like to see that one. But Shall see, man. Shall see. This question was from Paola. I apologize if I'm pronouncing that terribly wrong. My deepest sympathies. Said if you guys had to choose one home game this year to have all your top targets and commits take their OVs, are you going with USC or Ohio State and why, Sean? I would go USC just later in the year. Just later in the year. So you're more worried about the timing of some guys trying to get the last crack at them type of thing? Makes sense. I might actually go with Ohio State just because I think that a lot of the pool that you're pulling from is going to be Midwest driven, right? So it's like beating Ohio State, I think, is pretty impactful if you're able to beat them on your home yeah. turf. But I don't think USC's a, I mean, USC's also a good you answer. You know what? Because that's a good timing. point. Yeah. That's a good point because beating Ohio State would be monumental. And to I think be part would. of that, to be part of that as a recruit, to be in person would be pretty dope. Notre Dame has been beating up on USC at Notre Dame Stadium for the last decade. So it's true. <laughs> it's very true. And Notre Dame has not beaten Ohio State in my lifetime. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> there's also that. Call me Ty ass. Who do you think will be the starting rover for the next three years? Snee will eventually move to Will, right? I am always thought that Osbury would be that guy. Mm. Well, I mean, Sean, I don't know if you have like deep thoughts on this, but like, I mean, Snead might move to Will eventually, but I mean, right now he's going to play Rover, right? So you're talking about the next three years. So I'm assuming 2023 is included in this. Yeah. So I mean, it's probably going to be Jack Kaiser and uh, Jalen Snead. It's going to be probably. a Rover this year. And then after yeah. that, I think it's going to be Snead and Osbury are the Rovers moving forward. It's so easy to see that Osbury is going to be a Rover. Yeah. It is. If you watch him just move, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. this this dude is this dude is different. Yes, he is. Sean, I, I said this the other day, man. Drake Bowen and Jay Osbury both need to play. I'm not saying they need to start, but they both need to play. No. They both need to play. No, they're slow. Who's that's slow? Why, 
That's, remember, I, that's what I said to Brian all weekend as him and the rest of the uh, media sat there and watched the performances on Saturday. And I was like, no, he's slow, remember? Remember? Remember everybody was questioning his speed? Oh, yeah, Drake. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's slow. Yeah. Like, no, don't, don't jump on the bandwagon now. He's slow. He looks slow, right? That was one of the worst narratives I've heard about a Notre Dame recruit yeah. this cycle, man, was that he was – he was slow. Like, guys, I, I don't think you understand what slow is. I really don't think you understand. I don't think you understand what fast is either. Like, I just don't think you understand that sometimes, man. Well, see, <laughs> he's football fast. Yes. See, I don't care about, you know, if you line up and clock him next to, like, other guys that run track, yeah, he might not run as fast as them. All right. But I've seen him outrun plenty of defensive backs and linebackers offensively, and I've seen him track down many a wide receiver and a running back. He's also so, 230 pounds, man. Like, he's a big yeah, dude, man. too, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to ask him to add 10 more pounds. Play Viper? <laughs> Let me stop, man. Let me stop. I'm being paid today. I'm being today. Oh, you're 230. Oh, add 15 more. Even though he's literally, literally heavier. I mean, literally as heavy and taller than your starting Mike linebacker right the second. Right now, right now, right, right the second. <laughs> oh, it's too funny, Good man. Grief, man. Oh, that's really, really funny, man. That's so funny. We had, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think Rover's going to be in a good spot, man. Yeah, going to be. Someone just said in the chat, Sean, that like, could you imagine a th- starting three eventually of. Drake Bowen at Mike, Nolan Ziegler at Will, and then Jay Nosbury at Grover. That's uh, it's a lot of speed, man. It's a lot of speed. Where the, the heck is, where the heck is Jalen? Yeah, I guess Jalen Steed's <laughs> playing Viper, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. We saw, him, we saw him playing Viper in the bowl game last year, so, like, who knows at that point? I don't know, man. That kid is going to be all over the field this year. I think so, too, man. I think so, too. I'm excited to see those young linebackers. I hope Nolan gets a legit shot because it sounds like he looks pretty good in practice, too. So That is yeah. funny. Yeah, man. I remember all the. I remember all those people that said Dre Bourne was slow. I kept receipts. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny, man. It's so funny. Some guys are just so slow. It's just hysterical to me. We had – call me Ty also asked, Sean, did Julio hook you up when you were in town? That's the barber, right? Um, no, I actually, he's cutting me for the blue and gold game. Nice. He's cutting me for blue and gold game, but we, I stood and talked to Julio for about him and his, uh, other barbers. Cause they were actually there to cut mm. after practice. So I talked to them on the field during practice for about five to 10 minutes. Yeah. We chopped it up. Nice, nice. He does he does nice work, man. I love seeing the he guys their their the cuts, man. He does really he does. nice. Does really he definitely nice work. keeps Marcus Freeman fresh. <laughs> it does. Dude, Marcus Freeman. Sean, have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? Have you ever seen that show? Yes. Yes. So you, you remember the one episode where they were trying to get a bad picture of Barney and like no matter what they took a picture of, he always just looked yeah, fantastic. So, right. That's Marcus Freeman, man. Marcus you can't Freeman. get that guy to take a bad picture. He can't take a bad picture, man. I agree. That's a good call. Just like he's like he'd be like picking his nose, and then you try to snap a picture of him, he'd just be like, like look perfect. immaculate, you know? Like what is happening, man? Oh, Marcus is that dude, man. He's that dude. Ugh. 
I, I, I made a bad mistake the other day, Sean, by the way. I okay. said, um, I asked my wife if she found Marcus Freeman attractive, and I wasn't ready for the answer to that question. Wasn't ready for the <laughs> question. <laughs> wasn't ready. It was a uh, very quick answer, up. too. It was a very quick answer. Up. It, it wasn't. It wasn't what she answered. It was how quickly she answered it. I think is what got me, man. Just Almost speak. like she had that one locked and loaded, right? For the right <laughs> like time. she's been. Like she's been thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Notes to self: Don't ask wife about Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It was. It was the quickness of it, man. I expected her to say yes, right? I expected her to say yes. Right. It was just. Hey, babe, do you, do you think Marcus Fruits a truck? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't finish the question yet. <laughs> <laughs> She's playing Family Feud, hitting the buzzer before you finish the question. Like, oh, man, <sighs> answer on the board. Yes. Yes. Dude, I'm actually crying. That's fantastic. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a very quick oh, answer. Man. That's hysterical, though. Back to the two questions we have left here, Sean. We had Tyler Smith who asked, what, how would y'all feel if Notre Dame did a curveball and switched our brand to champion? Champion is kind of popping right now. Is it? The, I see, I'm the, not a fashion guy, man. I'm going to have to lean on you for this yeah. one. Yeah. And the culture is kind of a, yes, it's definitely made a comeback in the culture. I don't know how it would play as far as apparel, and but definitely like, you know, in the popular culture. It's made a significant comeback. Do, do you think players and recruits would get a lot, like they would get excited about that? Like, I guess is my main question. It's one thing for it to be part of the culture. It's another thing for it to go up against Nike and, you know? Yeah. Because Champion was a big apparel company when it came to like, you know, jerseys in high school, college, you know, it was yeah. big. They had a lot of contracts. Now we, we we had champion jerseys when I was in high school. Yeah, my, yeah. so now yeah. I don't know their impact mm-hmm. globally, if it's the same. So that would be my only holdup. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, but champion sweaters. Are you kidding me? My best sweaters were Illinois champion sweaters in college. I had at least two of them that were just nice. Sweet. <laughs> Love that, man. Love that. One of one of them got me in trouble though. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. You know, girlfriend kind of called me like, why is such and so wearing your sweater? Oh. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't give it to her. Like, why is she wearing my sweater? It was like a long story mystery. I had to figure out how my sweater went from my friend to someone else to someone else and ended up at a party with my girlfriend who knew my sweater. Like, that's his sweater. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's never works out too well. Those types like, of conversations. Man. Like, never why am I, well. why am I getting this call at three in the morning? Oh, Oh, she was up thinking about it, huh? She oh, she left, left the party and just, Oh, are you kidding me? Man. Man, man, man. Ah, oh, man. Now I'm reminiscing about some college days, man. It's fun times. It's fun times. We, we've all been there, though. We've all been there. It's uh, 
some bad decisions. But like Keith uh, Wigan said, hit that like button, folks, by the way. Appreciate you, Keith, for liking the show. Thank you what so much. Say? What's that? I took, I took it in the wrong spot. What happened? What happened? I was looking in the chat. Somebody said, yes, sir, Sean, that you took it in the wrong spot. I don't know what that like is. You took it to, like you took the the – you took the sweatshirt in the wrong spot or something or uh, like made it I visible. Know. I don't know. I don't know. No. Frank, let's know what, what you mean by that, man. No. Love to hear from that man, Frank's, good, Frank's good people. So I want to hear what he has to say on that one, man. Whatever he has to say. No, that. I gave it to my good friend that I grew up with, Toya, man. Yeah. I gave it to her. Like, I think we're in the quad and she was getting ready to walk to class and it was cold. It had gotten cold. Mm-hmm. And she asked if I, she was like, let me wear your hoodie and I let her wear it. And I didn't even, you know, really ask her about. Wow, oh, you took it off on the wrong pl- in the wrong place on the wrong place. Oh no, it wasn't about that. I was, <laughs> you know, I gave it to my she man. She was like a sister. You know what I'm saying? You know how you grow up somebody yeah. in, like school and church, and you end up yeah. So girlfriends don't I, like hearing that though, man. They don't like hearing. Yeah, that. I just didn't know she was gonna make my property uh, public property. <laughs> you know. Like, oh, man. There were some college conversations and, and uh, fights, Sean, that you like think back at it. You're like, man, that was ridiculous. That was such a ridiculous oh. conversation, man. That's so funny. Oh, last question of the day, Sean. Speaking of Illinois, you mentioned your Illinois sweatshirt. Luke Breeding said, do you guys think Marquise Lightfoot could play linebacker? He's a 2024 edge out of the state of Illinois that is on the board for Notre Dame, but Notre Dame has obviously cooled on Marquise. Marquise depends. Playing. He's not playing linebacker. Now, I mean, I, th- I think in a like if you're running a true four three, Luke, and you're like, you know, you can play Sam linebacker, and then you're gonna put him on the line of scrimmage a ton too. Then yes, yeah. but he's an edge guy. He's gonna play on the edge most of the time. Yeah. So and he's like six foot four and a half, six five. Like he's a pretty long dude, right? So it's like yeah. that length at linebacker does usually hurt you. Like you don't yeah. see a lot of long linebackers anymore. Usually those guys are a little bit more. They're, they're usually more like the Devin White style of linebacker is what everyone is kind of looking for nowadays, yeah. you know, like 6'1", yeah. explosive, that dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not as much the 6'4 linebackers anymore. It's not usually what we're kind of looking at. So, All right, well, I think that's going to do it, though, Sean. That's going to do it for the mailbag section of the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. want to thank everybody. Serious, before everybody leaves here, I know that – I think most people have been aware of like my situation last week. I hit on it a little bit earlier, but I just really wanted to thank everybody that has sent me a message, a comment on the message board, DM, text messages. I've even got some text messages from folks that follow Irish Breakdown. I want to thank Sean and Brian, as always, for you know picking up the slack that I left behind, obviously, with just working through some stuff, man. But I appreciate you all very much. I really do, and I was happy to be back today. But I want to thank everybody again for joining the show. Thank you all for the great questions, especially want to thank my guy, Sean Davis, of course, for being along for the ride with this show. As always, yeah, man, absolutely. So like buttons, hit that notification bell, share this podcast. If you're not signed up to the boards, that irishbreakdown.com message board, you definitely should. We'll have a lot more intel on team recruiting moving forward here. If you are not signed up, you should, or if you're not subscribed to CFB Nation YouTube channel, 
Make sure that you go there now. You can find the Lucky Lefty podcast. You can follow some recruiting insights, some college football insight. Make sure to sign up there as well. Make sure to go subscribe right this second. Five-star reviews are also very much appreciated on any of your favorite podcast platforms. So tonight, 6 o'clock, IB Nation Sports Talk. That's Eastern time, of course. Tomorrow I'll be back with Brian Driscoll at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time to talk a little Notre Dame team conversation. want to thank you all so much again. I just thank you about 17 times in the last two minutes, but I really do appreciate y'all, man. From, from Sean, I am Ryan. Thank you all again for joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast for this edition of the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour.